Hello, we're the Revitalize and Grow podcast, here to give you top tips on how to take your marketing and communications to the next level and help you grow. I'm Jenny, your host, and each week I'll be joined by one of my fellow pros to pick apart various PR and marketing topics, demystify the jargon, and give you some practical tips that you can apply to your own business. Occasionally, we'll be bringing on some special guests for bonus episodes. You can find all the latest episodes and keep in touch with us at adpr.co.uk or find us on all the socials. You can find the handles in our bio. So grab your cuppa and join us and don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss the latest episodes. Hello and welcome back to the Revitalize and Grow podcast. I'm Jenny and today I'm joined by Leah and Libby. Hello ladies. Hello. Hello. And today we're asking the question, can brands exist without social media? Um, I think it goes without saying, uh, we live in a digital era and social media sits right at the heart of that. Um, And by its definition, I have a little definition that I've pulled out if anyone's interested at all. Um, It's the interactions among people in which they create, share and exchange information and ideas in virtual communities and networks. Rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? (laughs) Um, So I suppose you could argue it's the virtual equivalent of that kind of PR and marketing holy grail of word of mouth. Um, So Having said that, I'm going to I'm going to throw out the question to the to the ladies here. But so, can brands survive without it, and is it wise to even try? Yeah. So, I think what kind of kickstarted our conversation around this in the first place was the example of Lush, um, a cosmetics mm-hmm. brand, who in I think it was November 2021, so a few years ago now, made a very conscious decision to remove themselves from social media. Um, And I know it was met with kind of scepticism to begin with because they had tried it before and have found themselves back there. But they were very open and and saying, yes, we did try it. We did come back. But now this is it. This is our stance. Um, And I like I like everything about why they've done it. Um, They're basically saying that their target markets are teenage girls. And there's so many stats and reports, things out there at the moment Mm. showing how social media is affecting teenage girls specifically. Um, And I think Lush has basically said they've spent all their lives um, avoiding putting harmful ingredients in their products. They're now seeing overwhelming evidence that they're being put at risk, like teenagers being put Mm. at risk when they're using social media. So they're not willing to expose their customers to this Mm -hmm. kind of harm. So it's time that they take it out of the mix. So a really strong stance there from Lush. Um, And I love how it is completely combined with their values and their ethics. Um, one thing to note is that it seems like they've got most of their issue with kind of meta. So it's mm. the likes of Instagram and Facebook that they've removed themselves from. They do still have a bit of a presence on the likes of Twitter and YouTube and Pinterest. So it's not completely antisocial across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've said that as well. They said they promise not to be completely antisocial. They'll do all they can to find new ways to connect, to build better channels of communications elsewhere. Um, as well as using the older tried and tested routes. But, and I think, again, their stance is around saying that they can be found on the likes of Twitter, YouTube and Pinterest, where you don't need to click and like and subscribe or get notifications. Mm. They like the channels where people can just pop along and see what they're up to in their own time, not without being notified or being constantly pulled into mm. their channels and their mm. notifications. 
I wonder, I wonder what their, um, and this is, I don't expect anybody on here to have an answer or anyone <laughs> listening to have an answer, but I wonder what their stance is on Twitter now with everything that's been going on recently with Elon Musk. That would Musk be really and, interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah. Because mm, it's, it's, yeah. Twitter's of, you know, is a great place. A lot of social media, I think brands like Lush and other brands use, also use social media as a customer service, don't they? Yes. So people mm. can get hold of them when, there's an issue and they can answer questions really quickly and people like to use social media for customer service um not just sort of keeping up to date with what the brand's doing and I know Twitter's really used for that isn't it a lot Mm -hmm. yeah a lot yeah so I wonder if in the background there (laughs) or like what are we going to do because actually Twitter's become a bit of a <laughs> Can't yeah. swear. Can't swear. Bit of a, a bit poop, of an unknown at the moment. Show. Yeah. And so, it, <laughs> so I wonder what their stance will will be on that, and if that's one they start to pull away from. It, as well. it is an interesting one, isn't it? But I know, like Lush behind the scenes are trying to create a lot of kind of tech of their own. I when I was mm. kind of looking into it, they they've got app and kind of personal shopping apps and things like that and customer service apps so I think that was one of the things that they were very concerned about like you say Jenny that Mm. people not just come to social media just to see what a brand's up to but to actually get in touch so I think they're looking at their own ways to take the social media out of the equation but still have ways Mm. to be able to contact them really easily and have those experiences but away from being on a social media platform being on kind of Lush's own yeah. platform so that was interesting as well but and that, that's probably quite important particularly for Lush as you say because their audience is mainly young girls and that mm, that yeah. audience Gen Z and millennials mainly use social media to sort of find out what brands are doing and um, so I think going back to the question like if if brands can survive without social media I think they they can it's more as you say difficult for sort of um not well-known brands to survive mm. without social media mm. who are up and coming or trying to grow in like a digital first mm. um world but it, ultimately it depends on the on the target audience doesn't it so yeah with Lush their main target audience using social media they've got to sort of find another sort of avenue you know that they can still use to sort of yeah mm. yeah, yeah speak to those people and it's interesting to think about what it has done to their sales as well by coming off of social media um and it was really hard when I was kind of researching it to find specifics and I think it doesn't help because the decision was all around the pandemic as well so it's very Mm. hard for them I think they are trying to be quite transparent in saying the results but it is hard to differentiate between what is the impact from them coming off of social media and what is the impact Mm. from the pandemic Um, and because a lot of their focus is on going into their stores and shopping obviously that whole avenue was just completely taken away through the pandemic but I know that I think it was their brand manager said that it definitely wasn't a commercial decision um mm. to come off of social media she said in fact it's been counterintuitive from a commercial point of view so they obviously have you know they have hurt from it um mm. I did read something that said they could expect to lose 10 million in sales mm-hmm. um, wow. yeah <laughs> um But for me, that just gives them more respect because they are, that's really, I think to me, showing that they are definitely more than happy to put their Mm. kind of consumer base over profits and like what a strong message that is, Mm -hmm. that is for Mm -hmm. a brand. Really aligns with their, as you say, their purpose, doesn't it? Their values as a brand. Yeah, absolutely. Which, you know, it's, 
it's good that they're kind of, as you say, putting their audience first. Yeah. And I know we've done, we've, we've, we've done episodes before about kind of ethics and things and mm. how you've got to really believe in what you do and you can't just have it sh- shallow to, mm. you know, to, to, for a marketing ploy. And I think this really represents a perfect example mm. of good ethics and really standing by their stance. So, mm. Yeah. yeah, total opposite as we said. I think we cover it somewhere else, don't we, in another episode. It might be the good, the bad, the ugly, one of those <laughs> with Brewdog and the World Cup. It's, you know, yes. sort of taking a certain stance and saying this is awful. We shouldn't hold the World Cup in a country that doesn't, you know, hold up to any human rights. But yeah. you can still come and watch it in all our pubs. <laughs> so we're and not, you know. you can still get Brewdog. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, we're not, <laughs> we're not, exactly. We're not going to, um you know, actually put our heads properly above the parapet and yeah. have it impacting mm-hmm. our bottom line at all. Whereas Lush have obviously yeah. said, right, this is going to have a commercial impact, but yeah. actually um, we're going to do it anyway because it's the right thing yeah. for us to do. Um, but as you say, I think Libby mentioned, it's and it is worth mentioning, is it when we talk about brands surviving without social media, there are some, they're so established already. Lush is already an established brand. I think... Um, you you were both mentioning earlier before we started recording that you know Apple have a social media presence in terms of they have mm. accounts that people can tag but they don't actually do anything active and again they can get yeah. away with that because they're one of the most yeah. biggest recognised <laughs> brands in the world um, so they don't they don't need to be building a brand that's right and is, I think you know we we all kind of had a a bit of a research before this episode to to see who what what brands aren't on social media and the answer is very few it was really Mm. hard to find examples Mm. of any brands that have taken a stance and I say Apple was a good one and that they they have got a social media presence but they're not particularly active it's more about getting that those tags and that word of Mm. mouth and letting their customers run the accounts for them um dreamy dreamy (laughs) isn't that where everybody wants to be (laughs) and we also found the example of Bottega Veneta who's an Italian fashion brand and they'd taken a stance I think again a couple of years ago to come off of the likes of Instagram and they went down the route of producing their own um digital magazine but I think there's talk now of them even sort of quietly creeping back into the realms of, of social media so it seems that there doesn't seem to be any other examples of people who've completely taken the stance and just come mm-hmm. away. And I know certainly a lot of fashion brands, they tend to do like blackouts, don't they? And they'll completely clear their accounts before like the launch of a, a new season or a new collection. Um, so there's lots of examples there around kind of coming off social media, but it's not a permanent decision like mm-hmm. Lush have taken. It's kind of more mm. on the marketing, you know, trying to create a sensation and everybody realises that their accounts have gone dark. And then it's like, oh, there must be something big coming. Mm-hmm. So that's very different reasons to, yeah. to, to where, where Lush is coming from. And it is, you know, there's lots of, there are plenty of other things outside of social media aren't there, that are still really important. And there's a lot of digital work and marketing you can still do. We talk about, you know, it is a digital world. And, you know, you do need to have a digital footprint, but it doesn't necessarily have to be social media, but it is where a lot of people are. Yeah, <laughs> it, it depends what type of business you've got as yeah. well, doesn't it? Because I think it's, um, you know, there's obviously more sort of more traditional ways of putting posters and flyers out, talking to people, networking, that kind of thing. But that's not going to be sort of any good if you want to have sort of a national consumer um mm. you know business it's it's that's been more relevant for sort of you know your local will be to be 
businesses perhaps so yeah, yeah it's like tricky. budget plays a large part yeah. as well doesn't it these <laughs> these big companies have got the budgets to be able to do experiential events or um working with influencers or working mm. on big partnerships again with lush i know they've done a, a huge partnership with like stranger things to tie in with their absolute target market oh, can you but imagine if you... how much they paid for that <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but like you say the smaller brands who don't have that budget Mm. obviously social media is a massive tool for being mm. you know, cost effective and uh, an amazing way to reach out to hundreds and even thousands of customers for relatively low cost so yeah mm. and it used it because we all it used to be we used to be able to say to clients and brands that social media is a great it's free it's this great all it mm. takes is your time and some planning and creativity and it's totally free and that's not the case anymore is it it's like no. you can't <laughs> it's such a pay-to-play platform that you know particularly Facebook but really yeah all of them like if you yeah. if you don't have any spend then it doesn't matter how great your content is they'll suppress it you know that organic content and yeah. sure just because they just recognize the commercial power that they have and you know so you do you know it's not completely for free anymore if you want to use it effectively but as you said Leah it is it is quite cost effective you don't have to spend huge amounts of money in order to in order to boost that's right I mean there still is a place for organic content but you're probably Mm. not going to grow as much as you would through the advertising exactly like you say Jenny yeah it's just in that growth stage isn't it you Mm. really sort of need to get people to if even if you've got the most amazing content there no no one can sort of see it start with it just can't you just can't grow (laughs) it's a really smart it's annoying I don't have the number at the the top of my brain or the forefront of my brain but it's I think it's something that if you don't spend it's like five percent of your audience will see your organic content it's crazy low isn't it yeah if you don't spend anything it's you know it they just won't show your audience yeah those organic posts so you do need to put a bit of spend behind so they can also see those yeah. that amazing organic content that you're creating but it's yeah it's definitely always changing isn't it and those pesky algorithms <laughs> all those pesky <laughs> algorithms <laughs> constantly you think you've just got it all us. sorted out and then yeah. the algorithms change and the whole strategy changes yeah. again <laughs> yeah it makes it very very difficult but um you know I suppose I suppose what we're kind of saying is that um Fortunately, it's a bit of a necessary evil. <laughs> I think I think that's, that's it. Yeah, I think as long as you're doing it well as well, because there's a lot of businesses that do have social media because they think they should have social media, but actually, yes. yeah, um, they're doing an awful lot of nothing. Like mm-hmm. they're spending a lot of a lot of time and you know putting stuff out there, but like you say, for one of those examples, perhaps they're not putting spend in, or they're not mm-hmm. reaching their right target audience, or the messaging isn't right. So actually, they're spending all this time doing all of this work but it's not getting them any yeah. any, any results so absolutely as you say it's all about picking the right platforms for your audience and as you said Lee, it's like lush are there and present on some mm. and the ones they think matter and the ones yeah. that they think are slightly more ethically yeah. and I think that's aligned. really important advice as well for kind of smaller brands or people trying to grow is that you you can't be and you shouldn't expect to be on every single social mm. media platform out there. There's just so many and it does take up so much time. And yes, you can reshare content, but 
something that sits perfectly on Instagram is not necessarily what will be right for TikTok. So it's mm. not just a straight crossover. So I know we always say pick one or two platforms that you want to do well rather than trying to spread yourself thin over mm-hmm. every single platform going because it's just not possible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and kind what... of concentrate on those two, get them to where you want them to be, then maybe consider something else and mm-hmm. focus on there, but don't try and just be everywhere all at once because yeah. it just mm-hmm. doesn't work. And you've got to remember those big, the bigger brands that you see on every single platform and are doing loads of stuff. I mean, they have huge teams that yeah. mm-hmm. are just social media and don't <laughs> yeah. do anything else probably just dedicated to one channel yes. on social yeah, media. You'll have your TikTok, yeah your tiktok yeah. person that yeah. purely and your customer works. service person yeah. and your content yeah. creator and yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> yeah so absolutely and you say it's sort of picking which ones are the most targeted because you know yeah. you will grow and then you've got time to be across those other platforms yeah. as well but make sure that you're concentrating on the right ones yeah and making sure that the platforms that you're on are where your target audience are yeah, <laughs> yeah. the target audience you know is 50 to 60 year old males you're probably not going to want to be mm. on tiktok <laughs> and your <laughs> target audience <laughs> yeah yeah and also it's important to remember your target audience isn't the board or the yes. senior people <laughs> yes. just because they people, yeah. love Instagram and they want you to be on Instagram <laughs> doesn't necessarily mean that that's where mm-hmm. you should be. <laughs> yeah, they are indeed. not. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I think, um, well, is there anything else you ladies think we need to talk about in terms of? Um, I guess the only other thing that I kind of just picked on uh, up on when I was kind of doing all, all this research is, you know, another reason of, of using social media slightly different is maybe if you've got a luxury brand. Um, and again, it, most luxury brands, when you look at kind of fashion houses, just Chanel's, things like that, again, they do have a social media presence, but they're not posting there all the time. They're not working with influencers to get their products out there. It's more about having brand awareness, but they're again they're in a realm they're so well known they've built their brand already before Mm. the days of social media Mm. so they there is another way to do it you know before Mm. social media was around um but they don't need to be showing their products on social media for people to still be rushing out to buy them Mm. um and actually having more of a presence on social media might kind of reduce that exclusivity so again that's another side of it if you've got a luxury brand maybe social media isn't the place to make it look completely mainstream you want to keep that exclusivity Mm -hmm. and that that kind of yeah the exclusivity basically Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) yeah yeah and as we do a whole other episode I won't go into it now but sort of in terms of influencers and even how much that has changed in terms of well the ASA rules around it yeah putting ads and gifts and all of those things but also the the cost of those influencer campaigns is so much more than it used to be I mean it used to be that you could just gift something (laughs) and expect something in return but now oh these are the good old days yeah weren't they the good old days (laughs) um but now of course it's people's full-time job and they need to pay the bills so they need you know you to to pay and, you know, quite rightly, you're sort of paying for their audience and paying yep. for the sort of added value that you're giving them, but it's not enough. You know, you can, you can still gift things and get, and get. Yeah. But it's sort of like almost it, goes, you know, it's sort of like, like for, you know, organic press coverage and sort of paid media almost because people mm. see through it, don't they? You know, mm. if it's got yeah. paid and ad next to it to 
showcase this new shampoo it's, and they're saying how great it is it sort of yeah. loses that authenticity yeah. anyway doesn't it in a way sometimes it's so it's and I suppose that just goes back to um, just making sure that if you're working with influence, it's an authentic relationship, not just because they've got a big following. Yeah. 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 And that is what I was going to interrupt you to say. That was so good. <laughs> <laughs> good job that I zipped it because I was going to say exactly the same. It's much better to have a long-term relationship that is genuine and authentic than just chuck some money at someone with a massive following that just gets lost mm. amongst everything and people just don't see it don't you know can see right through yeah. it but that's a whole other episode we do have one somewhere <laughs> don't we around <laughs> so we, do. We, won't, we won't go into that um so um I suppose to wrap it wrap it up that's kind of it you you can survive without social media but <laughs> not many brands are yeah. <laughs> yeah. have been that brave but again that was an interesting quote that I found from um Lush who said you know they were ahead of their time in talking about sustainability and being mm. vegan and things like that when other brands weren't talking about it so they think it's only a matter of time before more people will join them in this stance of removing mm. themselves from social media mm. so Watch this space. It's going to be interesting yeah, to see, I think. It will be interesting. And let's see what happens with Twitter and them as well. And see, yes. um, yeah. see, see what happens. We'll keep a BDI. Be a series. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's happening with us today and social media. Um, well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, if you'd like to get in touch, um, please do. You can reach us via the website or you can email hello at adpr.co.uk. Um, let us know what you think about today's episode or any other episode and if there's anything you'd like us to cover because we always love to hear from you. Um, and until then, see you next time. Bye. Bye.